youngest is bubbling with words at the moment. I think we're hearing new words about every day, and it's a delight. Communication is so much easier now than some months ago, when we were constantly deciphering the underlying meaning of the word no. But our youngest is doing something I think our oldest skipped doing, pretty much all together, constantly repeating words we say. We're usually mindful of what we say in front of the children and when having them within hearing distance, but some phrases and words are so built into our way of talking that it's difficult to always remember to leave them out while being with the children. And I'm not proud of admitting this, but the word shit, for instance, (laughs) is thrown around a bit too often. So our youngest developing talking skills is basically like having our own talking parrot in the house. It's terribly revealing. And it's making us adults become more aware and mindful of what words we use. Shit. Oh my God. Oh Lord. (laughs) And some untranslatable words and expressions from our first language that I think aren't suitable for a young toddler to say are echoing in our house nowadays. And now, our oldest has decided to get in on the fun as well. So we actually have two talking parrots. I'm just really hoping they don't take shit with them to kindergarten. Hi, I'm Sule, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. It's good to be back. (laughs) As you can probably hear from my voice, I've been sick. I had the flu. Feeling much better now, but my voice has been pretty bad. We seem to be playing tag your it with illnesses this year. I was the last one to be tagged. January and February as well so far has more than anything been home with sick child kind of months. Anyways, today I'm feeling super excited and scared and happy. and apprehensive. Lots of opposing feelings at the same time. I'll come back to why in a bit. First, I just want to talk some about limiting beliefs, how they impact me and how I'm working to let go of them. I've got tons of limiting beliefs, probably more than I'm aware of right now. What I've been telling myself for so many years has been, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I can't afford this. I'm insignificant. I will never make it. I could probably go on for the rest of this episode, but you get my point. It's only during the last year or so I think I've become aware of how much my story and limiting beliefs are impacting my life that I'm holding myself back and not really allowing myself to live fully because I'm constantly telling myself that I'm not enough and that I can't do or accomplish stuff. I used to be completely oblivious and blind to that. Now I'm grateful that I've come to understand how poisonous and destroying thoughts like that can be to my mind and how I see myself. I think, and I might be wrong here, But I think that everyone has some sort of limiting beliefs. And I think it's the way you choose to handle your limiting beliefs that either helps you or holds you back. 
if you never think, what if it's possible? And your narrative is, oh, I can't, then that's not helping you. I don't know if you've heard of the law of attraction, but simply put, it's about the kind of energy you radiate is the same kind of energy you attract. I don't know if you've ever thought about that what's on your mind is also what you notice in the environment around you. Like when I first got pregnant, all I could see when I stepping out of my house was other pregnant women and strollers and babies. <laughs> I had everything baby and pregnancy on my mind. And that was also what I noticed around me. Or a more classical example, you get a new car and all of a sudden you see that same car model everywhere. To quote Albert Einstein, everything is energy and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. So if what you focus your energy on is, I can't do this, I'm a failure, I'm not enough, then that's what you'll attract and find proof of. That's the reality you experience and see. That's what I've been doing all these years. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. I wish I was taught it in school. I'm so grateful I've come across this now though and not just continue to stumble on through life in the dark. My limiting beliefs are still there, still lurking, but I've decided I want to focus on more positive and optimistic thoughts, like I am capable, I am enough, I can do this, I am worthy, I am lovable, I matter. I choose to feed those kinds of thoughts rather than my previous limiting beliefs. And again, this is about shifting my mindset. It's about stepping into the feeling of my new narrative and truly believing in myself and what I'm telling myself. And that's just so difficult when what I'm used to believe is the complete opposite. But the decision is made and I'm working hard to rid me of my limiting beliefs and stepping into another frequency. There's no turning back. To be able to add the feeling of truly being capable, enough, worthy and so on, I visualize what I want for myself. I try to put myself in that situation or circumstance or state. I try to get as much detail in as possible. What am I doing? Where am I? How does it look? How does it smell? What can I hear, touch, taste? What am I wearing? And how am I holding my body? How am I feeling? Who is with me? If I can envision it and truly believe it's possible, then it can happen. Of course, I need to put in the work towards where I want to go as well. But I think one of the most important things is to allow myself to believe that it can happen for me. You maybe heard that in order to become the person you want to be, you should act as if now. Some say, fake it till you make it. But I really don't like that way of putting it. <laughs> I find act as if or step into to be better phrasings. And I prefer step into more. 
And for me, stepping into and wanting something else than what I am or have today has nothing to do with not being enough or not being grateful for what I have now. Actually, I think it's an important part of the process of self-development to acknowledge and be grateful for today's version of myself and to credit all the work I've done to be who and where I am today. It's so easy to rush on and always reaching for that next goal like modern society sets us up to. It can easily become a hustle and for me that's when my energy gets stressed and negative. Okay, so I've been working on something that I mentioned in earlier episodes but not revealed what is yet. (laughs) And now's the time to do it! This is where all the opposing feelings come in. I've started my own business. Well, (laughs) I guess you probably figured that out already if you listened to the previous episode. And that's not really the announcement. I have no idea what I've thrown myself into. And I really have thrown myself into it. I just know that I'm humbled to be able to do this, to give it a go. So the announcement is... I'm making an app (laughs) and I call it self-love and for starter I'm making it for the version of me going back to when I first became a mama you know the overwhelmed stressed self-neglecting mess of a person who wanted to do all the best things for her child at the cost of herself the version who hated herself who was never good enough who could always do more and who was constantly worried something bad could happen to the baby or that she did something wrong. The version who followed the same I have to do it all at the same time approach to try and become a better mama, but didn't really get anywhere because of, well, all of the above, I suppose. The self-love app is for the version of me going back to when I had welcomed my second child And I only had moved micro steps from where I started some years earlier because I didn't know how to get started. The version who was stuck and who suddenly found herself in postpartum depression while gradually discovering her own suppressed childhood wounds through getting triggered by her toddler's behavior. Which, by the way, was completely normal toddler behavior. The version who hit rock bottom hard and from there decided that enough was enough, something had to change. So, if anything of what I just described from previous versions of myself sounded familiar to you, then first, I'm sorry that life feels difficult for you right now. Second, I hope you'd like to try my app to see if it can be of inspiration and help for you in any way. That's why I'm making it. It combines this podcast about my mama journey with the tools, tips, inspiration and knowledge I'm testing out and utilizing on my path towards my big goal. To love myself and discover the most authentic version of me. I want the app to be for everyone who wants to find their own path to self-love. But as I said, starting out, I'm focusing on mamas. All mamas, but maybe especially the ones finding themselves in a new situation, in the middle of overwhelm 
or at a crossroad. The mama journey is truly something else, and what a new mama goes through, both mentally and physically, can be quite overwhelming in itself. But I don't want to exclude fathers and partners, or anyone else for that matter. Yes, the focus of the content will be aimed at mama, but the app is a lot about taking care of oneself while in a new and overwhelming situation. Like the one of being a new parent and suddenly having a whole new and precious life to care for as well. It can be hard to remember self-care and easy to lose yourself a bit in the process of becoming a parent. Just as this podcast, and life in general, it will be a work in progress. And as you know, I'm not an expert, I'm not a healthcare professional, I'm not a coach. I'm just an ordinary person trying to do something a bit out of the ordinary. I was, go- I was going to say normal, but I, I don't really see myself as completely normal. <laughs> Anyways, to once again quote Anne Hammerschengedin, what if it's possible? As when I started this podcast, I'm now finding myself basically headfirst out of a plane, blindfolded, wearing a self-packed parachute. This is not just stepping or jumping out of my comfort zone. It's full-on diving. I've been so filled with doubt, insecurities, thinking I'm not enough, that I won't be able to do this or make it. You know, all the limiting beliefs lined up to bring me down. But I've chosen to wholeheartedly dive into this and to believe that I can make it too. That I've got what it takes. I've chosen to trust in myself and to welcome every stumble and setback as learning opportunities to make this work. I want to tell you a story that made me think and that eventually shifted my mindset. My original plan was to roll out my app in late 2023. But as they say, (laughs) life happened and I lacked the motivation and inspiration I needed to work on my app. So... Going back a couple of weeks, while in the long taxi ride that I told you about in the last episode, the woman who sat next to me asked me what I did for a living. And I froze. I got so unsure on what I should tell her. And this was even right after my inspiring and motivating meeting with Coach Lena. I didn't understand what happened. The taxi was a big one with seven people in it, including myself. So it felt like a small audience to me. What happened was, I somehow felt embarrassed about my business, what I do, and the theme of my app. I was afraid to be judged and ridiculed behind my back. By strangers, (laughs) that's so weird. But after some mumbling and unnecessary explaining, I finally decided to tell her, and everyone else listening, (laughs) what I do. But I played it down, way down. And I didn't try to make it sound like something good and amazing, which I really hope it will be. It was more like, sorry for doing what I do and please just forget about this as soon as possible. Keeping it very short and dull. I didn't even mention my podcast. My own reaction to getting asked what I do made me so sad. But I managed to turn it around by getting curious. 
Where did these thoughts come from? Why couldn't I just say it as it was and talk about it in positive terms? What I found was, of course, my thoughts and feelings came from limiting beliefs, but also from conditioned prejudices from my childhood. It was a hard realization to make. I had prejudices towards my own business and industry. I didn't feel proud about what I was working on when I told others about it. No wonder I was struggling with my motivation and feeling uninspired. I was feeling so high vibe after my meeting, and at the same time I had all these doubts and negativity towards my own work lurking underneath the surface. I couldn't believe it was possible to feel so opposing things at the same time, but apparently it is. A bit late into the process to get aware of these beliefs and prejudices, I thought. (laughs) I guess I had repressed them and hidden them well away from myself. So, in the days after my trip, I had some extra work to do. I had to go deep within myself and work on shifting my mindset away from my limiting beliefs and prejudices. I had to embrace the part of myself that want to inspire and help others through working on my business and making this app and podcast. Because that's what I want to do. Today, I am in this with all of me. Saying that, this next part might seem contradicting. (laughs) I still want to keep my privacy and stay anonymous. But I know why. And it's not because I'm embarrassed about what I do. I'm not afraid of showing my face. And at one point, if my business grows as I want it to, um, or here, I should actually say when, uh, when my business grows as I want it to, that will probably be difficult to avoid. I've debated back and forth with myself the last days, or actually weeks, (laughs) whether I should use my face in my business or not. I know most of the experts out there say that no one will buy from a logo. And I really understand that. I think it's hard to trust a faceless logo too. You don't get that more personal kind of relationship with the business when there's no face fronting it. I want to be able to use my myself more in communication with people, and especially with you. But I also want to protect my family. It's been so difficult to make this decision. Once it's done, it can't be undone. But despite what I want at this point, and with the thought that I'm never going to feel ready in mind, I've decided to use my face once in a while to begin with to make it easier for you to relate and hopefully connect with me. So that's that. (laughs) Lots of skydiving today. Now, back to my self-love app. As with my podcast, I'm making the app because I want to inspire and help others through sharing my journey and what I'm working on and doing to create the life I want for me and my family. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. It's going to be a calm type of app for cultivating and working towards self-love, self-compassion and the most authentic version of oneself. It's going to be the app I wish I had back when I first embarked on my mama journey and everything felt overwhelming and like a blur. I'm sharing tips, tools, stories and inspiration from my own journey. There won't be any competitions or comparisons to anyone else than previous versions of yourself. 
there won't be any rush to achieve goals within a certain amount of time. I strongly believe that self-development can't be rushed. And I know that this might not be what you want to hear. (laughs) I wish there was a quick fix solution to getting a better life, to get to loving myself. But I want to be honest and tell you as it is, at least how I see it and understand it at this point in time. I don't want you to waste your time with stuff that doesn't work like I did. Time is so precious. I want what's best for you. And I believe you are worthy and deserving of achieving your self-love goals and getting to where you want to go. So my big take-home message is that self-development takes time and consistent work. No quick fixes. No miracle cures. It's about choosing you as the most important person in your life. It's about becoming aware of yourself, your beliefs, your behaviors and patterns, your narrative. It's about accepting who you are with all the negative and all the positive and deciding where you want to go from there, who you want to be, what your values are. It's about taking the first step towards where you want to go Trusting that for each step you take, the path will reveal itself. It's about keeping on going, treading those new neural pathways in your brain and rewiring yourself. It's about stepping into the feeling of your authentic self, the self that loves from inside out. I hope some of this resonates with you. If you feel stuck or overwhelmed by where you are in your life now, the self-love app might be of inspiration and help to get you moving on. If you're struggling with taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself, and appeasing and stretching yourself for everyone else, I would warmly recommend the self-love app. If you generally feel stressed out and that life is happening to you, not through you, then please... Consider trying the self-love app when it launches. It will be a membership kind of app running month to month to begin with. And I'll make sure there is a 7-day free trial period so you can check out the app before opting for a membership. I've set a preliminary launch date in March 2024. Due to not having the app finished for launching yet, I won't disclose the date at this point because I just don't know when I'll be able to finish it. As you know... I've basically only handled sick children and being sick myself so far this year. (laughs) But hopefully I'll be able to work more consistently soon. If I've sparked your interest and you'd like information on when the app launches, you can sign up for my newsletter and you'll be the first to know when the date is set. You'll also get my 6 A's roadmap to self-love when you sign up. It's a roadmap to get you started on your journey now and a little sneak peek into the app. So, I think that was all I wanted to say about the app for now. Oh, uh, besides that, I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) Living out one of my dreams. And now, after announcing it, it all feels so much more real. This is a big deal for me. Can you tell? (laughs) Can you hear me smiling? (laughs) Another thing. I truly want to do weekly podcast episodes. It's so much fun and rewarding for me to work on this. 
But to be able to work on the self-love app as well, I'm going to release podcast episodes about every other week for a while. Maybe a couple of months. I hope you want to continue following me through my podcast, as well as hopefully do the work alongside me through my app. As always, I'm deeply honored and grateful that you are here listening and following me. It means more to me than words can describe. Thank you so much. And I hope I'll see you inside the self-love app in March. If you have any comments, feedback, wishes or questions, don't hesitate to contact me. I'd be so happy to hear from you. You'll find info about the app and how to reach me in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you liked this or found it inspiring or helpful, please follow, subscribe, rate or review, or all of it. It helps a lot, or so I'm told. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy. You're lovable. You matter. Just as you are. So until next time, sending you lots of love. If I've sparkled your interest and sparkled, <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> if I've sparked <laughs> your interest and you'd like info, oh, one more. <clears throat>